Volume. I'm Paul McNally. Today we start with a journalist based in Johannesburg called Everson Lohanger. Since uh, the coronavirus hit the shores of South Africa, I have been like up and running, uh, reporting on everything that is happening, uh, in particular in South African townships. There is a serious lack of reporting coming out of the city's townships, especially during the COVID-19 crisis. I've been writing from the street of, streets of Alexandra, Tembisa, as well as Dipslut. Conditions in these townships are cramped. And this makes staying indoors during the lockdown almost impossible. I've seen families uh, uh, staying in one room shack like more than 10 family members, of which I couldn't believe uh, to see them telling me their tale, that this is what they call home for all of them. Everson has been covering stories of those resisting the COVID-19 lockdown, those people that are roaming the streets drinking, but also those that have been confronted by the police or the army for no reason at all. On Saturday morning, uh, mid-morning, I received a call from my sources in Alexandra telling me a horrible story of a man who was uh, assaulted by the soldiers, by the army. This is the story of the man who was allegedly beaten to death by members of the army for drinking a milk stout castle beer in his own yard. Not in the street, not in a tavern, in his yard. He was killed in front of his wife on Easter weekend. I, I couldn't believe I called my, my uh, editors. Everson works for the media startup Scroller. I called the news desk actually to say and telling them that this is the story. I need somebody to be on standby on the desk. I'll be giving information. We're going to get deeper into this story and Everson's reporting next. You're listening to Media Diaries, the COVID-19 edition. This show is brought to you by Volume and the South Africa Media Innovation Program. For each episode, we're going to go inside a different newsroom or organization and explore the challenges that they are facing with reporting on COVID-19. And for this episode, we are with the exciting new media startup called Scroller, a mobile-first platform that reports important community news in bite-sized chunks. We're with Everson, the chief reporter at Scroller, as he picks up the story of the man who was allegedly beaten to death by the army in Alexandra Township. I dashed out of my place where I stay in Bramley to Alexandra. Uh, that's where I found this distort family uh, uh, um, uh, crying uh, after the loss of their beloved one. It was when Everson spoke to the widow that he managed to get a fuller picture. So allegedly the soldiers came patrolling the street of Alexander. They saw a man inside the yard and they, they, they asked him why he's holding a bottle of beer. And when he tried to explain, they dragged him inside the house to check if there are more beers in the fridge. They didn't find anything. They only found one, plus the one he was holding. Uh, they put him, uh, they put the, the beer over his body and, and, and they caught a backup and, and a quantum full, quantum takes full of soldiers arrived. They started assaulting this guy. 
I interviewed everybody, the brothers of the deceased, the sister of the deceased, to what exactly sparked the violence, the beating. Not that it warrants being beaten to death, but Everson couldn't find any evidence that the man had even provoked an attack from the army. Nobody has come to me to say this guy said anything wrong to the to the security personnel, the soldiers in this case, or anything of that sort. And 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 they are all just traumatized to the sudden departure of their beloved one. And that story, when I got there, I broke the story. I told my mama, my team on the news desk that we need to break the story. And all other media houses started following us. Uh, I saw Newsroom Africa following us, I saw the SABC following us, and the rest of the country started following uh, what I broke. The SANDF issued a statement where they confirmed that an incident took place on the 11th of April that led to a case being opened. And they said that they would be cooperating with the police's ongoing investigation. Scroller is run by a team that is spread out across the planet. The founder is based in London. He sends us a voice note over WhatsApp the following day on Easter Sunday. That's how we produce this show, by having journalists and editors send us voice notes over WhatsApp. It's half past eight on uh, Easter Sunday in a very quiet West London suburb in Britain where I'm based. I'm Munger Sogat. Uh, I have the privilege of spending about a week every four or five weeks in South Africa. But at the moment, I'm obviously trapped here, having uh, um, got the penultimate flight out of South Africa. Mungo has been in quarantine for three weeks because when he got back to the UK, he started displaying coronavirus symptoms. But luckily, he has since recovered. Everything changed when Everson got this uh, extraordinary story in Alexandra Township, which... Uh, when he received Everson's story of the man allegedly being beaten by the army over Easter, he immediately leapt to attention. We put that story together. I mean, Everson filed uh, uh, from his phone and we, you know, helped kind of organise it, finalise it, get the pics together, headlines and tweets together and, and got that out um, in the afternoon. Mungo explains how Everson has expanded this tragic story beyond just a short news article. Following up his story yesterday on Collins Causa, who was allegedly uh, beaten to death by soldiers for uh, for drinking a beer. And what we what he's done, what Everson's done, is we've gone back to uh, to Collins's family and, and spent the afternoon with them. He spent about three hours with them and basically to, to research a, an obituary of him and put together an article on his um, on his life. Everson has been watching video footage of the deceased, even some of him dancing. But unfortunately, this isn't the only case of its kind that Everson has come across. And then at the same time, also still in Alex, where our coverage is steeped in Alex at the moment, um, Everson has been following up on uh, four other incidents of pretty severe uh, prima facie cases of, of police and army assault of, of people who, you know, doing pretty mild things, either, either not something kind of completely lawful or, you know, perhaps kind of mild infringements of the, of the lockdown, but more kind of detailed uh, 
detailed coverage, which has just come through now, which is kind of quite remarkable, um, remarkable coverage, which we'll be uh, editing and putting out tomorrow. Scroller launched as a beta site in the fourth quarter of last year. And, you know, to, to get the material together, we thought, well, we have to actually hire a journalist. We have to get someone full time to, to work on this material for us because we obviously can't do it. And that's how Mungo came to interview Everson for a job at Scroller. It was obvious that he was a very, very rare and an exceptional talent. And Everson, I mean, his story is, a, is an amazing story, but he, he came to South Africa many, many years ago, I think, I think about 15 years ago. Everson came from Malawi. And back then, he worked as a landscape gardener. And the people that he worked for were um, apparent, were, were yeah, really quite exceptional people. And I've, I've met, subsequently kind of met met them. His employees sat him down and told him, you know, listen, Everson, you're a great gardener, but you're much too, you know, you're really able guy. You must go and do something else with your life. And we'll put you through uh, adult education. We'll put you through Technicon. And, uh, you know, what do you want to do? And he said, well, I've always wanted to be a journalist since I was, since I was a teenager. All I've wanted to do is be a journalist. And he, um, they said, okay, well, they put him through journalism school and he did brilliantly. Here's Everson again. And then she took me to a, an online school, the South African Writers College, uh, where I did my short courses uh, for at least six months. And used to, you know, write and practice and you know, do his work while he was in the middle of his gardening work. And then uh, because I had a burning passion uh, in journalism, I started writing for different uh, opinion pieces for different magazines, newspapers everywhere. And seeing my name printed in uh, newspapers, it was an overwhelming uh, uh, excitement for me, and I, I, I couldn't believe it. And then Everson got a job at the Daily Sun, which is South Africa's biggest newspaper, and he worked there for almost a decade. And he excels, and he becomes a star crime reporter there, breaks these incredible stories. And that's, that's Everson. I mean, he basically was this incredible prodigy. And he uh, um, completely passionate, obsessed with the obsessed with the job. Everson has the perfect mixture of empathy, an amazing new sense, and just an ability to talk to people. And he's an old, he, in a way he's what I would call an old-fashioned reporter because he's just constantly on the road. He's always with his sources. He's always, um, you know, with with uh, whether it's cops or prosecutors. Or, you know, he's just incredibly um, energetic about being out there and, and, and feeling and watching for, for the story. And we've had, it's been one of the most brilliant parts of this early phase of Schroeder is working with him. Everson has stayed very close to the people that paid for his education. He treats them like his South African parents. And they were kind of, uh, I think, initially quite um, cautious about his decision to kind of work for a startup to work with us. Because obviously, it's a in our pre-funded days, it's a it's it's um it's kind of modest remuneration, and it's a it could be kind of seen as a as an unusual step at his stage in his career. When I go out as a journalist in these times of a dreaded pandemic of the COVID nineteen. I'm also afraid to go out, but my journalistic instinct have always spoken to me to say, be safe and get the story. That's the feeling. That's what gets me out. So I make sure I dress, uh, I dress up 
I have gloves, I've got the masks, I've got sanitizers, I got soap, I got everything that is re that is recommended uh, in terms of beating this coronavirus, and I go out. Emerson admits that he has been out every single day since COVID-19 started. And whenever I go out, unexpectedly, I get calls from my sources in the street of Alex who call me to get the story that has just broken. He also says that he's afraid. So I've been afraid of catching the virus and giving it to my family. I live with my wife and my son. But then uh, marginalism still says, get the story. Inform the people what's happening in the community as long as you are safe. And of course, I, I make sure that I'm safe. I make sure that I go out. I give the story uh, life by speaking to the real people uh, who are affected by this COVID-19 pandemic. It's 20 past eight. Mungo here, uh, speaking from London, up in the UK, in a very, very quiet suburb in the West. It's a beautiful spring evening, which is uh, an unusual event. As you know, Britain has pretty grim weather, pretty grim politics, pretty grim weather. But there are these occasions when you get these exceptional spring evenings, which are, which are just wonderful. Mungo starts the day with catch-up calls to the members of Scroller. So I had discussions with, with Everson about the news and with Toby Shapshak, who I do the business side of Scroller with um, largely. I mean, we all multitask, but essentially Toby and I focus on that, while Everson, Philip, uh, uh, Zakile, myself, kind of work more on the, on the kind of longer-term uh, features that that we've been running on our test site on our on our beta site, and Toby and I have been uh, working on developing a new kind of daily daily news feed, which has involved a redesign of the site, which we've been which we've been kind of tuning, and then obviously we're focusing on our uh, investment uh, round, which we are doing at the moment. For Mungo, most of Scroller's operations are done online, and this has been the case even before COVID nineteen. All my work is. Uh, kind of anchored in Southern Africa and the rest of Africa. So when I'm not doing working on scroll, I've got other consulting work in the rest of the continent. So I spend about three weeks a month here, two or three weeks a month here, and the rest of it um, mainly in South Africa and sometimes elsewhere on the continent. So, I mean, in many ways, uh, this kind of extraordinary time hasn't made a huge impact on my working life in London because the way I've um, constructed my life is for personal reasons I live in London. My other half is a Botswanan, and she um, really has to live here for work reasons. So we live here with um, our child and uh, and um, my mother-in-law. We're all in the same same flat in London. Everson has broken two other big stories for Scroller since COVID-19 started. I was the first person to report on a man who tested positive uh, of coronavirus in Alexandra and left Houtin. Uh, went to Limpopo, where he is originally coming from. And and uh, the tracing team uh, traced him and found him and put him in quarantine. I was the only first person as well to speak to him while he was in quarantine. That was a big story for me, and I was proud to, to break that story. The second COVID-19 story that he broke involved the cops. Police officers at Temisa Rabasutu Police Station who one of their own tested positive. When the station found out that it had a positive case, 
The police officers said that they would boycott. And they will not uh, report for work. And nobody knew about that story. I broke it and, and, and everybody followed us. That was one another big moment of myself being proud of being a journalist. It's 9.30, Mungo here, uh, speaking from, once again, from my study in London at the end of, a, of an Easter Monday. And uh, I've just put, spin, uh, finished a long uh, two-hour session with our designer um, in Edenvale down in Joburg, uh, finishing off a new part of the platform, which is going to run a daily news feed under the, uh, under the brand News Bytes which um, has involved a bit of technical wizardry on his part. They are going to be releasing this daily news feed on the site in the next couple of days. And the, the test run for this new part of the platform is going to be Everson's uh, latest story from Alex, which is of the other victims that he's discovered who've been shot at uh, with rubber bullets by the security forces uh, enforcing the lockdown with... Uh, pretty kind of draconian draconian measures. I mean, Everson's extraordinary ability is his network, and he's kind of adjusted to focusing on coronavirus kind of really, really well. Scroller has a pioneering mandate that it sticks to. Our guiding principle is is what we call high-quality tabloid. So we constantly you know, draw inspiration from the best of tabloid, which is obviously a, it's a phrase which has been... Um, significantly undermined by the, the kind of Murdoch era. But in fact, there's an extraordinary tradition of, of brilliant popular journalism, which we are we are kind of rewiring for mobile. So it's we're, we're kind of constantly on guard that we we stick to that. Uh, we stick to that goal. In Mungo's final voice note, he turns to politics and the stark contrast between how the UK government is handling COVID-19 compared to South Africa. I'm still um, constantly captivated by comparing the handling of the crisis by the um, government of the country I'm, I'm living in at the moment, uh, the, the Brits, with um, the country I uh, kind of live in, um, uh, in cyberspace in South Africa. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been absolutely fascinating to watch the differences and the different levels of candor, and, you know, no matter what criticism one has of the South Africans. Um, there's been a degree of candour and clarity which has set them apart from the Brits who have just got tied in knots with um, obfuscations. So that's a, that's, that's a constant source of, um, of fascination for me. Meanwhile, Everson has been spending Easter Monday exploring the different attitudes to the pandemic and how they manifest in Alexandra Township. So today on a Monday, um, the 10th of uh, April, uh, I was back in the street of Alexandra uh, trying to get um, the feel of the people how they take this coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, is it serious to them? Uh, is it a joke to them? Yeah, so I drove around the streets of Alex. Uh, it was fascinating to see some streets like dead quiet. But to the other side of Alex, there was something that shocked me. There was a full soccer tournament, a street soccer tournament. People were out of their houses. And this is during a nationwide lockdown, 
watching teams of youngsters playing soccer on the streets. It was a full soccer tournament, uh, different teams coming into the streets and going out. And, and uh, people, spectators were like sharing up, like, yeah, get it done. So it, it, it's fascinating. Uh, there's a mixed reaction uh, to this pandemic, actually. And I feel as a journalist, uh, uh, this will uh, blow up in, in a very, very uh, bad way. Once Alexandra uh, caught the coronavirus, then it will wipe out the whole township. This has been Media Diaries, the COVID-19 edition. I'm Paul McNally. This show has been brought to you by Volume and the South Africa Media Innovation Program. Check out more information about the show either at www.volume.africa or samup.mdif.org. The music for this episode was composed by John Bartman. Next week, we will go inside another media organization and see how they are coping and innovating when it comes to reporting on this crisis. Goodbye. Volume.